0: Hi, this is Mark and Welcome to episode 40 of Lean Blog Audio for April 6, 2015. Today's post is titled, An Invention to Prevent Empty Gel or Foam Sanitizer Dispensers in a Hospital. Now, every time I'm in a hospital or a clinic setting, one of the first things I do is to get a pump or squirt of gel or foam from a wall-mounted dispenser to clean my hands. Or I should say, try to get hand sanitizer. You know, for one, it's, it's important to practice proper hand hygiene when entering or leaving a unit, you know, for my sake and the patient's, and you know, to practice what I preach um, you know, following the process, and, and that's a secondary concern. But secondly, I'm testing to see if the hospital or clinic support processes work well. Is the dispenser actually not empty? Now, it's usually not difficult at all to find an empty gel or foam dispenser on the wall. Sometimes it's the first one I try that's empty, as are others. And sometimes I have to try a few, but there's almost always an empty one. And you know, staff members know this problem exists. So um, if you go to the blog post um, for this uh, story at leanblog.org slash audio 40, you can see a picture of a Kaizen card that one of my clients filled out in a nursing unit identifying this as one of the first problems they wanted to tackle. And there were actually two cards filled out because it was that noticeable of an issue. So the first card says the problem is two aerosol foam canisters were empty uh, outside of rooms 1031 and 1032. The second card says par level of foam, not enough for restocking. So they were both pointing out the problem of often not having foam when it's needed. So, you know, before having... Um, you know, an effective Kaizen process for continuous improvement, before they have that in place, before we start asking them for ideas and implementing them, staff might just sigh and roll their eyes when they try to use a dispenser that's empty. Now, if the dispenser is empty, you know, a healthcare professional uh, or visitor could walk to a different dispenser, but that's something that would take more time out of the staff member's already busy day. And if we don't make it super easy to practice hand hygiene, people are less likely to do it they might make excuses like well you know i'm not going to touch the patient so i'll just go in but staff often end up touching a patient which is something that of course could spread germs so that you know the connections between proper hand hygiene and patient infection rates are by no means a big in- mystery or secret at this point um, there's an article i linked to that described a patient who died from an antibiotic resistant staph infection mrsa after a knee replacement surgery and it said in the article When something happens like that, you get a hospital's acquired infection, the the hospital staff will tell you, well, there's nothing we can do. Um, Some hospitals, though, have dramatically improved their safety scores by using simple but stringent protocols for policies and practices as basic as hand washing. Some facilities have even driven infection rates down to zero. Yet this still haunts the victim's daughter to this day, and she said, the hand sanitizer outside his room was empty, meant to keep hands clean, right. Now, there's clearly something that hospitals can do to make sure the dispensers aren't empty. I mean, this is not rocket science. But, you know, signs, hanging signs, haven't solved this problem. In attempts to solve the problem of poor hand hygiene, hospitals love hanging signs that lecture employees about proper hand hygiene. Now, if those signs were really effective, we already see 100% hand hygiene adherence rates and lower infection rates. But signs don't work. Now, on top of that, patients are told to ask nurses and physicians if they've cleaned their hands properly, and you know I think that's um, you know ridiculous and and unfair to put that burden on the visitors instead of on uh, the hospital to fix that system. There's one hospital sign that I've uh, included a picture of in the post that says in huge letters, you know, foam first. Help us stop the spread of germs. Please remember to use the hand foam before entering patient rooms. But all of this browbeating does no good if the dispensers are empty. You know, I've never seen anyone hang a sign that says in huge letters something like you know, foam fill. Help us help them stop the spread of germs. You know, Please remember to fill the hand foam dispensers, um, et cetera. Signs don't help. And instead of more signs, we need better systems and better processes. Now, since the foam and gel is a pretty critical supply that's needed for safe patient care, the hospital, I think, has an obligation to ensure that it's always available, you know, unless there's a nationwide shortage or something, and and I've never seen that to be the case. It's just, I think, inattention to detail and poor processes. We can't hold a person accountable or or somehow blame them, we have to fix the system. And Toyota has great systems and processes. Now, you know, Toyota, which is held up as our lean luminary example, has excellent systems in place in their factories to ensure that production team members always have what they need to build cars and trucks. It's not that difficult to create the systems if you put the effort into it. Hospitals just need to focus on designing a better system and making sure they aren't shortchanging the number of support staff who are needed to refill these dispensers. Toyota has an army of support people driving carts and pushing parts around their factories. They aren't cutting costs by mindlessly reducing the number of needed support staff. And it's not just Toyota. All of the automakers probably have at this point equally precise and effective lean material management processes. So enough glorification of Toyota and the auto industry. In uh, hospitals, we see different types of dispensers. And uh, as pictured in the post at leanblog.org audio 40, the bottom one even has an integrated pink sticker that says, clean your hands with an exclamation point. I guess this counts as innovation in this domain, putting the reminder sign uh, right on the dispenser. Now, sometimes the dispensers have a red flag on top. And if the dispenser is empty you're supposed to flip the the little red plastic flag up as a signal that it needs replenished now you might think oh good visual management that's lean well but what happens if nobody puts up that red flag empty dispensers often have the red flag in the down position you know should we invest in fancy technology that automatically raises the red flag or sends a wireless signal to somebody when a dispenser is empty you know that's probably not necessary and again, I think it's the hospital's responsibility to provide sanitizer and to make sure it's always available. So what's my idea for fixing this? Well, it's a relatively cheap solution that doesn't involve electronics, RFID tags, or the like. I call it the two-bin dispenser. So if we look at two-bin systems, I mean, I think it would be really simple to solve this. You know, But here, first off, I want to talk about the silly inspiration for my invention. Now, I think most Uh, businesses, hospitals do a far better job of not letting a toilet stall run out of toilet paper. That's something we can all be thankful for, um, even though I'm sure many of you have a a Seinfeld-like horror story about running out of toilet paper. But one way uh, bathrooms ensure they don't run out, generally, is a two-roll dispenser. Now, of course, they need to make sure the housekeeping staff comes around at the right frequency to restock the paper. You know, two empty rolls is no better than one empty roll. But the two-roll system is brilliantly simple. You know, one roll is generally covered and protected from being used, and when one roll is empty, a second one drops down. It's sort of like a two-bin Kanban system that have helped a lot of hospitals set up. When one bin is empty, you have a second bin, or roll in this case, to use while you're waiting on restocking to take place. Now, the worst thing that could happen is both rolls being used simultaneously so that they both end up empty at the same time, as, as would be possible with some dispensers that don't cover up the second roll. And we see similar practices in an effective hospital two-bin Kanban supply system, as, as pictured on the blog. I mean, you'll notice you know, that each, the, the two bins that hold lab supplies are stacked on top of each other, and the bottom bins are turned around backward. Now, why is that? Now it's a bit of clever error proofing that prevents people from using supplies from both the top and bottom bin at the same time you can literally physically only reach into the top bin now when the top bin is empty it gets removed which becomes uh, the signal to replenish more the bottom bin gets turned around and now that's the one being used and if people took items from both the top and bottom bins they both might both be empty at the same time and we would stock out now the size of the bins or the toilet paper rolls has to correspond to the frequency of the person who's coming around and checking the Kanban bins. You can either adjust the size of the bin or adjust the frequency of the replenishment route to make sure everything works as a system. And if that person comes daily to check for empty bins or toilet paper rolls, and then comes back the next day with a newly full bin, um, each bin has to hold at least two days worth of supply and probably more because the question you're asking is, what's the most you would expect to use In that two-day cycle waiting a day for the check to see if it's empty and then a day for the restocking of supplies now if the person comes by weekly you'd have to keep a week's worth of supply in each bin so there's a pretty clear trade-off between delivery route frequency and the size of those bins more frequent delivery equals small bins being needed and if you have a fixed size bin you might need to change the frequency of routes delivering more frequently to get everything in sync So let's talk about the final thought and the idea of the two-bin hand sanitizer dispenser. And so this is my my thought. It's an invention. And if it already exists, please uh, comment on the blog post and let me know because I've I've never seen this in a hospital. Now, a simple two-bin sanitizer dispenser could be two dispensers inside a case, as I've crudely mocked up on uh, the blog. Instead of having just one dispenser, you'd need two. They could hang above and below each other or side to side. Both dispensers would start out full of sanitizer inside the box or case that's hanging on the wall. People would use gel from the dispenser on the left-hand side and only that dispenser. Now, when it gets empty, you'd slide the plexiglass cover over to the left. Maybe you'd have to put up a flag, but I think the, the cover would be a good enough signal. Now you'd have a visual replenishment signal that's more useful, and you still have sanitizer to use in that second dispenser. We're not waiting until it's run out and become empty, we're restocking it when it's basically half full. Now, the same idea could be implemented by having one dispenser that has two different bags inside. And maybe the pump button would need to have a left and right hand side that pressed independently. When the left bag is empty, you'd slide over a switch that unlocks the right side of that single dispenser to use the other bag. Though in an approach like this, the double dispensers might take up more space and there might be higher costs. But this dispenser, and here's the important part, combined with a properly designed replenishment cycle could completely eliminate the problem of empty dispensers. And more importantly, it would increase hand hygiene adherence rates, would reduce infections, and would save lives. So I'm curious, who's willing to make this happen? I'm not filing for a patent. I want you to steal the idea. Run with it. Let me know if I can help you design maybe a better replenishment process to use with the dispensers. Because again, two empty dispensers don't help any more than one empty dispenser. So I want to thank you for listening. Uh, it's a long post today. Uh, but if you go to leanblog.org audio 40, you can see the pictures. I'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Or you can email me mark at leanblog.org. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexis, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.